dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. everybody and welcome to another edition of the Carve Up Surf Show and I am here tonight with uh, my illustrious panel of course Two Fish One Chips Yoohoo and a shooter Silky and of course up in our studios way 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 far up north it's our friend Will Weber. Boys uh, welcome to tonight's show so much to talk about a lot of moving and shaking in the surfing world Um, we've got things happening left right and center but uh, first cab off the rank tonight would definitely have to be the WSL's partnership with Kelly Slater. And, and the person I think we need to turn to first for this one because he's got a brother who's got a wave pool uh, in the works himself is Mr. Will Weber. Will, your brief take on uh, the partnership that is Kelly Slater and WSL and wave pool surfing. Well, I suppose WSL had to jump and take the first bite at it as that the thing's available. Um, to replace Brazil it would have been great if you could go back in a time machine. So that would be way better. Um, talking to you off air, finding out at six minutes between waves. That's a lot of Joe Turple to listen to. So uh, man, there better be some dancing girls and uh, maybe Pearl Jam playing. I don't know. What 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 happens to Brazil uh, and the support that they give surfing? Should uh, a wave pool replace a Rio? I mean, chuck the chuck the wave pool in Brazil. Is that yeah? Is put that, it put it in the middle of. Uh... But do we? See, but do we see these things popping up all over the place? Because that's kind of where I'm. I'm thinking. And what? And have it as, as an option for a flat spell. If we, if, if the waiting period, there's going to be absolutely no waves in any event. I'm talking any event. Can that be a backup option? I'm talking. That, I'm talking. Surfing becomes a televised sport uh, in America, uh, within Europe, and South America, Australia, because it just seems um, you get that feeling, that gut feeling, uh, and boys chime in whenever that these things. Once the floodgates open, I mean, you got Wave Garden opening up in Melbourne in 2017 and Sydney Sydney 2018. Which I think, which I said on last show, I think is going to be a dud. After Kelly Slater's wave pool technology, these wave gardens are going to be, it's going to be like surfing Coogee compared to surfing Bronny or Maroubra or something like that. Well, it's already outdated. Not going to compare. It's already outdated. If you heard what Will spoke about Greg's wave pool and two meter waves and the different sections and, and, Potentially the amount, the different waves, breaks. The amount of waves. The, the wave gardens are redundant already. That's exactly right. But, Will, and going back to you, you've seen the videos of Stephanie Gilmore, the Carissa Moore, Nat Young's, Wing Nuts, and all these uh, incredible surfers riding from what I think is the best wave pool I've ever seen. I haven't seen the latest edition of your brother's wave pool. I'm sure it's fantastic. But um, Kelly's all over social media now with those waves. And I tell you what, boys, I want to get in that pool and have, oh, a, have, a, have, a, have a tear. Right. Absolutely. So, so your thoughts on on that, and um, is Greg? What's the latest? Give well, us a scoop. I, I think as far as having the comps, having these as a backup would be, as you said, be, uh, that'd be redundant as well because they're going to be better. If you've got a right and a left, and you make the thing two foot bigger, you could make the thing indoors. So you've got um, the Brazilian music going, so you know it's a Brazilian event. There'd be no point in going in the ocean, especially if they can get the wave rate up. You know, then you've got in Japan, you can have the the old flutes going, the Indonesian vibe in Indonesia. Um, look, maybe surf comps will just be in wave pools and surfing will be back to, you know, organic surfing. Please, please say that that's not going to happen. Uh, look, I'm a bit torn on it because I think it does take away from the 
that aspect of surfing, you know, waking up early and tracking swells and, you know, jumping in the car and, and all that part of it where this thing's just mechanical and, you know, it's repetitive. You know, people, you know, uh, talk about skateboard ramps and the, the potential that there is to do n- new tricks. People are inventing tricks all the time. But to the surfers, the everyday surfers or the, you know, people like us, mate, our, our, our uh, style and the manoeuvres are limited to what we what we know and what we do. Like, what's the benefit of people like us, you know, 40-year-old blokes and so on and so forth, using a wave pool? Okay, you get barreled. Then what? That's it. Yeah, look, they're, they're, look, they're never, they're never going to replace pure surfing out in surf breaks, but they're they're going to be a novelty. No matter how much the technology progresses, I'm still, I'll still be seeing them as a novelty. I mean, I know there's obviously going to be um, wave, bigger waves starting to be formed that that, that the sky's the limit as far as size and length of ride goes. How big can you find a field out in the middle of nowhere to build one and the size, but it's never going to replace the pure form of surfing. And like you said, finding, finding it yourself, waking up in the morning and, looking over the hill and seeing perfect right hand point break. Yeah. I think, look, I think you're right in, in a lot of different ways. And, um, you will never replace riding a wave in the ocean. That's something that will, it's like denim. It'll never die. Um, but what these wave pools will stand for, it'll, it'll bring obviously more people into the sport, but it'll also, uh, be great training facilities. And the other question we've got to ask ourselves, and we spoke about it a few shows back, gentlemen, is the Olympics. Which I think that's great. I think that's great. Well, I, th- I think that's what the, the I think that's what the WSL is yeah. coming for. Well, I think it's great. That's but, what it is. I mean, this is a money spinner, yep. right? We Absolutely. all know that the 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 WSL to this point hasn't generated as much money as they would have liked in their plans, in their foresight, or whatever you want to call it. But how about the timing for the WSL to partner up with Kelly Slater, the world's best surfer by by a country mile, um, and his wave pool technology? Uh, prior to the Olympics, which is in a couple of years. I, I think that's a masterstroke. But one thing I think about, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nike went broke when they put went into surfing. Billabong's got its ass hanging out. Quicksilver's struggling. Who in surfing has got money to, to prop up and build these facilities? I mean, you've got to align a surf brand to them. Like, I could imagine, I don't know how, how Hurley's going, right? But they've got their own wave pools and training facilities like you got up at Tweed Heads. Like, that's where I would be kind of looking at setting something like this up. Like you've got your high performance center and instead of doing a trick into a foam pit, you practice ad nauseum on the, on the wave pool. Yeah. Look, I think you, you, you have to align a brand. It doesn't necessarily need to be a surf brand. Samsung. Because, because when you talk Kelly Slater, I'm sure they're talking outside the box, outside the scope of even his own company, which is outer known, right? They can't support it. They don't have the funds, but the parent company does. But who- Hang on, let's talk about, if you want to talk about outside brands, that could bring us to Mikey Wright and his new sponsorship with VB. Ah, yes. Uh, uh, great segue. Yes. Is that the kind of people we're looking at? I like it. I well, like it. Well, yeah. uh, look, I mean, I said a brand. I didn't say what kind of brand. I didn't say where the brand should be from. But I, I definitely said a brand that has the capital and the resources to facilitate the cost uh, that it, there are in making these. I heard something like in the in the vicinity of twenty million plus dollars to build this thing. Yeah, to build one Kelly Slater wave pool. One wave pool, right? That's but a, you know what? That money will come back tenfold. Of course, it will. Corporate functions, um, you know, uh, uh, events Wrong put on events. Olympics. It's just going to be unbelievable money spin. What, what do you think's in it for Kelly? Do you reckon he's going to make more out of oh. this than he ever did? What do I think? A Learjet. A helicopter, yeah. houses all over the world, his own island like Richard Branson. I mean, the sky's the limit. So for what's, he, what's he sold? Has he, kept, has he kept a percentage of the 
of the wave pool technology, or has he sold it all off to the WSL? He was in bed with him from the start. Yeah, seriously, mate. fuck I mean, his his agent. <laughs> Um, from what I know, and I could be extremely wrong here, I could be utterly wrong here, was a part of the new WSL in the beginning anyway. So, I mean, of course, the, the, the monetization of this partnership, it's called a partnership for a reason. Kelly hasn't sold everything if it's a partnership. If Kelly Slater sold off the rights to it, then it's not a partnership and he doesn't have any rights to it. He's just sold off his technology. And he's the most marketable surfer in the world. So why would he give up the, the, the partnership for... Uh, let's call it $20 million, right? That could go in his back pocket where he could have $200 million five years down the track because it's a partnership. I mean, he would be doing himself an injustice. I'll I'll tell you, when I I spoke to Greg when he was first getting into it, I said, do you mind if I get the 200 metres around the wave pool? He was so concentrated. You know where the money is? It's around the wave pool. Well, that's ex- you're going to have to have a hotel that sleeps up to a thousand people. Car park. You're going to have Macca's, KFC, everyone, car park. Big hotel. Surf shops. Waking up, looking out your bedroom like, window and seeing that. Well, look, and, it's and a- when you get the franchise to them, you're going to have like shop 1A. Man, he's going to have the highest rent and so... It's, so forth until you get to the worst position. It's it's the surf- business around it's huge. It's surfing's Disneyland. It is. It well, is. You know what? I, I disagree. I reckon it's an at the moment. Like I said, it's a novelty. It's new, but it become boring. I reckon if they hold an, an event there, you're going to get the same wave. What are they going to do? You're going to put them hey, out there. You're going to get best surfers. I reckon you get bored of it very very quickly. No, I, I disagree. Right, when we did the testing behind the trawlers. It, you, you're absolutely losing it on your first wave. By the end of the day, you've had a good time and none of us have gone for two days in a row. But what I liked is what uh, Cooper said earlier was comparing to skateboarding. Now, when we all skated, mate, we chucked our flannels on at 9 o'clock at night, went looking for wherever there were three driveways in a row where you could jump up and do a little trick. Put some thong rubber in your trucks. Mate, what, what we would have done to have had a half pipe or a pool and look at how that separates. You don't watch movies of guys surfing the streets anymore, no. but I bet your kids are doing it every night. D- you... And all the X Games and everything are all in pipes and parks. Yeah. It's just going to be two different sports. It, it, it will be, and it belongs in surfing, I agree. But does the Red Bull X Fighters ever get boring to go and watch? And I'm sure for the riders, they, they can manipulate the bottom. So they can change the way the wave breaks, uh, how long it breaks for, how it breaks, if it's tubing, if it's just a fun little play play park of a, a of a surf you want to get out there that's the beauty of modern technology so you know that's that's sort of how i feel with i, I think it's good and i think it's um <sighs> final, I, it's it's it's, it's right. going to be a money spinner for him and well done final word on it we're done talking about wave yeah. pools for the next four episodes yeah, at least right, see you later right. wave pools we're going to take a short time. break and let's talk about something which is worth talking about bethany hamilton and yes. the women's event oh, in fiji amazing and welcome back to the Carve Up Surf Show. And, uh, well, we just got uh, told by our producer, Silky, that we will not be talking about wave pool surfing for the next four episodes. So we'll leave it at that. But, hey, boys, what an absolute story coming out of Fiji this past week with Bethany Hamilton. Uh, she is not only inspirational out of the water, but her surfing uh, at this year's Fiji Pro Boys, nothing short of Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. And, right. and, and the group of girls that she... She beat on her way to the semifinals. Gentlemen. With no slouches. No. Gentlemen, she has rocked the world title race. But unbelievable. Look, she I'm led to believe she she's just become a mum for the first time about six months ago as well. So, you know, she she's had a birth. She's we all know about losing the arm, but mate, she's beaten 
The number one and, and number two, I dare say, making her way to the semi-finals, and she was ripping. She was. Mate, she ripping. was ripping off the top. You know, I, I look. I what, look at. What I don't get is how do you get in a barrel without the stalling arm? That's the amazing. thing. Hundred percent right. I, I, you know what, I, I've, I've known obviously growing up in Hawaii. Um, we all know, like you said, Suki, about uh, Bethany losing her arm, but just how she manages herself in the lineup, whether it's two foot or 20 foot, by the way, boy, she rides jaws. Yeah. Too. I've seen yeah. the footage of that. Yeah. Um, is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my entire life. And if that's not inspiration for everyone to get off their asses and do something in life because you can, because you got two limbs, then I don't know what is. Mate, you know what? My boys have watched the movie Soul Surfer, you know, which is about it. That's inspirational enough. I've thought... Look, if she, oh, I was really hoping she was going to win this tournament. She had a one. Yeah, this I was rooting for her. There would have been, it would, it would have actually been, the news would have been absolutely huge around it. I mean, I just look sometimes and wonder. She's not, she's not just surfing a beach break here. She's surfing cloud break, one of the most dangerous breaks in the world. Sure. When you get caught, in, when you're getting caught inside, how does she duck dive? How does she? How paddling, does she paddle, paddling onto them? Paddling and and when the bottom drops out of these 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 um, waves, these reef break waves, mate, she's got it all to do. And mate, I. I I just hopefully like is she going to be is she uh, rated in this tour? Is she going to get some some more? She's she's starts? Been, she's well. Let's hope so because off the back of this performance, she definitely deserves to be uh, on tour. She's had two wild cards, hasn't she? She's had yeah. um, Western Australia and and here. Yep. Oh man, I'd like to see her. I'd like to see her regularly. You know, I bet, she's, I bet she's put a hand up for it. Well, and and I think if I was a WSL, if I was Jesse Miley Dyer, I I would just I would definitely be going off the. Based off the back of your last two performances, especially Fiji, and showing uh, what you can do at that level, I think it's it's a fair call to say that we we might be giving would you. She a, str- a would few she struggle? Would she struggle? Obviously, she would struggle in an event where there's no jet ski assist. No, no. she can paddle just fine. Yeah, she can duck dive. She can paddle, and obviously, she can two ride. She can do all the turns that the top level surfers on the women's tour are doing. So. Why not give her a birth um, for, for the I'm rest of the year? Mate, as a father of two young girls, I, I sat my eldest daughter down who does surf to watch that, and she was just blown away. Like, as a, to watch as someone the, to, the Connest daughter to watch, the, the watch her surfing, yeah, the Connest. Right. And I said, look, this girl's got one arm, you know, and it just shows that, you know, what, what you can actually do when you put your mind to it. So she's a, just a great positive influence to young women, of which I've got two, mate. And I just got hats off to her. And you know what? We all talk about how sexy the girls are in surfing, and no doubt that they are. Sex sells, right? We all know that. That's just – it's part and parcel with, with sport. Don't worry, mate. I follow <laughs> Alana Blanchard on Instagram. <laughs> but with stalking. She's but the outer corner caver of surfing. Yeah. But with Bethany, there's something so – Bigger than that, so much more beautiful than just the sexiness and the surfing, right? It's the passion and the dedication and the sheer commitment that she has shown to even get back in the water, to get back in the yeah. water, and to be where she's at at this level. She's a devout Christian too, Is and that she's right? a very devout yeah. Christian. She's got a wonderful husband. She's done the American Great American Race. Yeah, she's done she that with her husband. That, yeah. yeah, and you know, she's just one of these people that that doesn't believe in the word no or I can't. Right, and, my, I, and, I, and my hat goes off to her. Man, to think she was a 13-year-old girl when it happened. Yeah. A tiger shark ripping your arm off. Yeah. You know? Hey, boys, let's talk about the final because, I mean, the surfing all through the comp, I've got to say, was exceptional. Uh, exceptional, sorry. Laura Enova's 10 in uh, one of the early rounds. You know, her, her backhand attack was crazy. Uh, you know, Carissa Moore getting some long backside barrels and, and obviously the winner, Joanne DeFay, just, just, just a little bit too good in that final heat. Yeah, look, uh, I agree. The surfing, the, it was on a whole nother level for the girls. I 
uh, a lot of them on their backhand. Um, I haven't seen critical surfing like that in the in in the best parts of a wave of that con- type of consequence in a very long time. And you know, hats off to the girls; they all ripped that event. Mate, more people are watching women surfing too. Not just Absolutely. like you said, not just for the asses and the. Uh, and, and the one pieces and the and the little bikinis, but they're watching it for the surfing. I mean, they. I was at work. I'm, I'm, I was at work surrounded by wharfies and blokes that don't even surf. We're all sitting around watching, going, "These they're just on fire." These girls. I posted something on uh, Laura's when she got that ten, and she posted it on her Facebook, and I said, "Most men could not ride that wave like she rode." She, that she did about three twelve o'clockers. Well, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Mate, that's what I'd like to say. It's we, look if you made a graph of the women getting better compared to the men, they're at such an exponential rate. Is it 10 years until you can have a unisex tour or at least some comp where, you know, the, the back of the 34 could be for the chicks? Oh, look, I, to be honest with you, I just I think they're going great in their own separate tours. I, I would I would never I would never sort of combine them. You know, I think it would do, do both tours injustice, but that's just my opinion. I'll tell you what, talking about Fiji. Another big blob appeared just before the uh, competition got underway, and there was a lot of those big wave surfers uh, bringing back memories of the the big mega Code swell. Red. Of who, who nearly? Who Aaron nearly? Gold, first wave of the morning. Yeah. Greg Aaron, Long was talking about that. Aaron Gold, first wave of the morning. Uh, he went, and Aaron Gold, I think, has he's got uh, recognition of surfing, probably the biggest wave ever. Paddled he got the award George. last year. He got the award. Well, he took off on the first wave of the morning and went down really, really hard. Actually, nearly drowned. I think he two had to wave get, hold down. Yeah, two wave hold down. So that was. Uh, uh, just a pretty scary Greg Long started. didn't surf. Greg Long chose not to surf that day. That's yeah. right. Was, was that gnarly? In his interview uh, during the event, I, I caught a bit of it, and he was saying that uh, these days with obviously jet skis and the water safety and the water patrol and the fact that a lot of these big wave, the big wave community are embracing the uh, first aid aspect of it because yes. they know things like that are going to happen on a regular basis because they're pushing each other so hard. And I applaud that. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, because – you're obviously surfing is a selfish sport. You're out there for yourself. You're out there for the gold. You're out there for the money. You're out there for the fame. But at the end of the day, we're all one big community, one big family. And if some, one of our brothers and sisters goes down, we are the first ones in there. Yep. I believe Aaron wasn't wearing a vest either. Wow. So yeah. that, you know, that just goes to show how important they are. Yeah. Boys, let's stop talking about twenty foot cloud break and let's start talking about two foot Bondi. We'll take a short break. You're on the carve up. <laughs> And welcome back. You are listening to The Carve-Up, where we uh, get very real in the sport of surfing. And, well, we've got a special guest on the line, a former WSL surfer. Uh, they call him the murderer. He, he lives on the northern beaches, unfortunately. But uh, a good mate of the show and myself, uh, Toby Martin, is on the line. Tobes, how you going? Hey, Spoo, mate. Great to chat to you on a, a fantastic blue evening. Yes, very much so, my friend. It is origin night, but uh, <laughs> what uh, we're going to talk to you about tonight is something that uh, you were involved with over the weekend, of course, the Surf Aid Cup over there at Bondi, which was an absolutely outstanding uh, event, and the results were even more outstanding from what I've been told. But, Toby, take us through um, your version of the Surf Aid Cup and what it means to, to yourself and the sport. Look, for the sport, I mean, what a wonderful opportunity to surfers to give back uh, to people that are so much uh, more, you know, involved in a wave-rich and a live community, but so uh, so deeply uh, affected by poverty and the opportunity to have um, just simple basic needs for health, um, clean water, protection from 
mosquitoes, um, just simple things like birthing and making sure that process uh, and the nurturing of babies goes through that they're supported and they can fight inoculations, they can fight pneumonia uh, and not have to, you know, live a life um, affected by disease and be riddled with infection. So it's pretty amazing to be involved in surf aid and just see the difference that we are making as surfers. Um, I mean, we get so much from that place, even if you've not been to the Mentawis, Sumba, Nias, um, some of those remote places. Um, we've certainly been benefactors of it, watching videos, um, seeing amazing talent. Um, so just what these events provide is such a wonderful opportunity to give back, um, to raise funds. We raised $86,000, uh, which is fantastic. It's the uh, inaugural event or it was the inaugural event down there at Bondi. Uh, and that's largely thanks to Eugene Tan. Of course, he's been going to Indonesia for many years. But, uh, yeah, just a great celebration, a great awareness. And just be be able to put back into surfing and to be able to help people less fortunate than us. I mean, that's what it's really about. Now, Toby, I was uh, down there commentating with you on Friday. And, mate, the level of surfing as well. Uh, we should mention uh, your team, actually, the bucket list, they won, they won the event. Uh, closely followed by Life Cycle Fitness, Charter Hall, and Let's Go Surfing. But uh, there's a few standout performances, I thought, on the day. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, look, Ryan Clark, of course, no stranger to Bondi, being a part of the Bondi Rescue Crew. He scored a perfect 10. Um, Dayan Neve, of course, former tour surfer, uh, posted some hefty scores. At the start of the day, uh, Christian Kimmerson. Uh, I hadn't heard of him before that point. Uh, a young Brazilian upstart, and there's a few of them at the moment, uh, it just shows you the belief. You know, it's almost like for the Brazilians, uh, they've broken the minute mile. Um, you know, Gabe Medina doing it, Adriana D'Souza backing up, and uh, Ilo Pereira right there at the moment. But this young kid, I tell you, this format of surfing, uh, the conveyor belt, you know, format of surfing where every wave counts, it's crucial. Uh, Christian Kimmerson just lit it up, big aerial manoeuvres. And if you fall off it to one, um, he was able to net a couple of tens as well. So, Pretty gifted boys. I've done about seven or eight of those, and this is the first time I've been part of a winning team. Um, so it was uh, a nice lucky dip. I think I was about eight or ninth pick, which was really handy. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, from from all reports, uh, Tobes, uh, you still got it, buddy. It's just unfortunate. I mean, amazing event. The r- r- results just as as uh, as so as much. Uh, unfortunately, the commentary I heard was a bit lackluster. But um, <laughs> look, uh, mate, I, I saw the car mate show. It says high octane. I, I was down the beach by myself. The boys blew in town, and I was uh, I was an astronaut heading to space. Uh, you know, it gets like that. Boys when, lit it up when you let these two, when you let Silky and Bush loose. Watch out, anything's possible. But look, it's 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 for such an amazing. And you know what? We are so selfish as as surfers, and I think uh, not. Just ourselves in the studio and yourselves, Toby and, and Will up there, uh, north of north of Sydney. I think the WSL needs to take a little bit more of a grasp on uh, the Surf Aid project because so many of the best surfers in the world make money, movies, and fame off spots in the Mentawis. That, uh, in my opinion, mate, we need to get more money than eighty-six thousand dollars is a great result, but it should be one hundred and eighty-six thousand or even half a million. Yeah. Good point, Smith. Yeah, I think we're a work in progress, Smith. It's a good point. Um, obviously, we've just had um, a World Tour event up there uh, at Lancers. Um, as, surfers, as surfers, we're all aware of it, um, and that's to the great work of Surf Aid and the team, Dr. Dave, uh, really creating that awareness, and it's a great platform for us to do more. 
um, which you mentioned, Smoot, we can certainly do. Yeah, no worries. Hey, Toby, last question here um, from, from my end. I don't know if the boys got anything to ask. Look, you and I both have been involved in, in that many events as commentators, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, positive and negative uh, comments made since the new the new group of commentators have come on board for the WSL. Get the hankies and, and, out. And, and this is this <laughs> here he goes. This is, this is this is where it gets really real and and I, I really want you to I really want to show you I want, I want you to show your integrity mate. I mean, does it hurt not being involved in the show? What our show? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a- absolutely. Look. Um look it's nice to be involved. I mean, we're really lucky. I think smooth to get the call up at times they were headed in a new direction it's like any business um the one thing that i hear from a lot of people um is maybe we've lost a little bit of that color uh, a few more individuals would be good to see them involved i know there's a big push uh to get bl on there and there's just there's a lot of wonderful people uh, i think we've upskilled a lot um you know since the days that yourself and pots pretty much ran the whole show um which was a great platform to lead in but Look, obviously, they've headed in a new direction. Um, I think they're really blessed at the moment with the enormity of talent, um, and that's almost superseded things, I guess. But, you know, it's the old, the old firm there without um, sort of going out on a limb too much, but, you know, it's keeping... One analogy is having that old cricket team around is keeping Kelly on tour, so if that <laughs> outweighs the benefits, then it's worth it for all of us as surf fans. Yeah, well, look, I, I, I definitely, I, I'm missing it too, mate. But uh, you never know that. That I, I don't know if you've got any phone calls, but I sure, certainly has, <laughs> haven't uh, as of yet. But um, look, mate, it's it's great to hear your honest opinion, and it's and you were spoken like a true real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> talking I didn't to, sign talk, you up for anything, smooth. Yeah. <laughs> talking about that, Toby. Now, listen, I just wanted to ask you one question, mate. You have gone in a new direction, a real estate agent. I was just wondering if you've got Toby the murderer, Martin, on your uh, business cards, and if so, how many houses have you sold? <laughs> Yeah, just next to mark the spot. I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy meeting a wife with that nickname either, boys. Don't worry about selling houses. Try and and go home to meet the family with a nickname like that. But, um, yeah, look, there's always a different path for us, and hopefully you sell enough that you um, surf a bit more. That's what we get involved in the jobs that we do, isn't it? No doubt. Mate, before we let you go, uh, just a quick thought on the upcoming Fiji Private. Who do you think will take it out? Who's the dark horse? Uh, look, like I mentioned, the two front runners, I think, are coming back into the mix in John Florence and, and Gabe Medina. Um, I expect those guys to feature somewhere, if both not in the final. Um, Wilco, what a ride, what a story. Um, you know, I think Adriano showed it last year. If you've got desire, determination uh, and application, anything is possible. And, you know, with Micro and Wilco's corner, um, he's still out in the front at the moment. It'd be good to see him carry on uh, when we look at um, you know, get through the Fiji, J-Bay, Tahiti. Um, he's a proven performer in all those spots. Uh, if you're having a bet, I like Florence and Medina. As an outside dark horse, probably someone like Kai Otten. Uh, the Otts, he's uh, pretty hefty. I think the swell forecast has jigged around a fair bit. Um, the girls certainly put on a show, didn't they? I mean... Oh, amazing. You talk about surfing, I mean, and inspiration. Uh, how do you go past Bethany Hamilton? I mean... Oh, exactly. Uh, I saw a post that Kelly did today, and just watching her, she beat the most informed surfer in Tyler Wright, who's won three from four events this year, and she's just a phenomenon. I don't think, um, you know, there's a superlative um, suitable enough for Bethany, but, I mean, all the girls really stepped up. Laura Ennever had a great event, Carissa Moore... 
and uh, Bianca Batenzag were the, the standouts for me. Uh, going back into the men's side of things, there's some, there's some packed heats, isn't there? Heat 8, Fanning, uh, Flores. Um, you look at Heat 11, which is probably the, the gnarliest one with um, Kolohe, Parco and Slater. Um, mate, they're, they're some crackers. But, feel the, feel mate, the, if you've got yeah. cash to put on, John Florence or Medina, I reckon, they'll be, they'll be in the mix somewhere. Yeah. Feel, feel the big so, game. Feel so the big give this real estate thing a, a rest, mate. You should be reading for Ladbrokes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that... that was beautiful. I, I think I that's Andrew Whitehead that does that. He's got a fair bit of exposure. Northsiders. I, I'm the first to pay out Northsiders, but coming from DY, <laughs> mum was born in DY, DY and Bondi are sister cities and always will be. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. And I paid the toll there last week. You used to be able to get away without paying. There's three, there's three tolls over the bridge. Well, Toby, um, look, <laughs> look, buddy, it's it's so good to catch up with you, uh, whether it's in or out of the studio. But we would love to invite you into one of the shows during the Fiji Pro. We'd love to get your insights, your analysis, and uh, how how you fared after your your big. Your big picks here. Um, if you can, if you can gas up the Merc and get it over the uh, to the south side, we'd love to have you on the show, mate. It's an official invite from the carve up. Ah, oh, brilliant boys! Love to be part of it. Just cover the toll for me. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get we'll get that sorted. Hey, watching watching perfect surfing Fiji. And I tell you what, one hell of a party. Uh, it'd be remiss if I didn't um, say good on your TV. I had some some pretty um, good battles with cars over the years. Nineteen years on tour um, and it's probably the the funniest retirement most guys get pretty emotional and um, you know they might have a tear or two in their eyes to us it was almost comical like a relief but um, mate that'll be one hell of a pool party over there skull drags are plenty with uh, Taj Mick back in the fray so I think Kelly might even venture over to Namotu for a, a skull drag or two wouldn't that be great plenty oh, of stories well, well Luke it'll be reminiscent of uh, Luke Egan's retirement in the same spot so uh <laughs> Hey, Tobes, thanks for coming on the show. We look forward to getting you back on during the event, and uh, be well, mate. Carve it up. Go the Blues. Yeah, yes, but, mate. Go the Blues. Now, boys, uh, I should just mention, yeah. too, Steve Harrison, who was the Conest uh, director, Dr. Dave Jenkins, and the CEO, Andrew Judge. It was a great event down there uh, last Friday. As Toby mentioned, $87,000 raised. Unreal. Uh, Unreal. The, the highest fundraising was Macquarie Bank followed by Aquabumps, uh, Charter Hall and RBC Blues. Everyone who turned up had a good time. Uh, thanks to the bucket list who put on the event afterwards. Great event. Look forward to it next year. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So... If you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at au. Welcome back. You're on the carve up with Silky, Shooter, Shmoo and Will. And boys, before we touch a little bit more on the surfing, I just want to tip my hat to both of you men. Actually, the three of you, because uh, next week, June 6th, Shooter, you're off to Kokoda. You're riding a uh, mountain bike to the, the trail and doing the, the, the trail and... Shmoo, in a, a little bit over uh, six weeks' time, you're, you're doing the Molokai paddle. And, I mean, you, Will, you're, you're driving down to Kempsey on Saturday, so I had something to use, Will, mate. But, uh, He's got... <laughs> but listen, this is your last chance for people to, to jump on board. Shooter, at last count, uh, we just put our money in from the carve up here. Uh, you're at nine and a half grand or thereabouts, mate. 
If people want to donate, just give us the story again, what it is you're doing and how people can donate. Yeah, look, we're doing it for the uh, the Mark Hughes Foundation for Brain Cancer. Mark Hughes was struck down with brain cancer uh, a few years ago in the you know in the in the peak of his life. He's, he's only 39 at the moment. He's had it a few years. He was at stage four at his worst. I mean, stage five, you're done. Uh, he's been operated on. It's, he's, it was successful. He's in remission, and he is actually coming on the on the track with us. It's 300 kilometres, 180k on the mountain bikes, and the trail itself is 100 kilometres. Um, there's a few of the Newcastle Knights first grade, ex first graders, which are very close mates of his doing it. The Chief Paul, Chief Harrigan, Billy Peden, Brad Godden, David Fairley, Mark, there's myself, Cam Clark from Bronny, Toddy Jakes from TJ's Cleaning. I think there's 16 of us all up. We've raised 75,000 wow. for the foundation. Well so I'd like to thank everybody. Everybody uh, through the I've had the link on Facebook um, under my name there. I might actually share it with the Carve Up listeners. Certainly. And if anybody does want to get on board and make a donation, doesn't matter how large or small. Uh, our good friends from Visla, who are great friends of this show, and big supporters, big supporters, and they have sponsors on the show. They've they're putting up an eight hundred dollar winter pack, which includes a, a brand new wetsuit, jacket, pants, shirt. Whatever you want to make up yourself to the value of eight hundred dollars for anybody that's uh, sponsored. My part of the journey for the Mark Hughes Foundation, and we're going to be drawing it. We're drawing it on the next show. Who the winner will be? Cool. So uh, dig deep for a great cause, and um, I'm really looking forward to getting over there. I leave on Monday, and I'm ready to go. So we'll we'll upload the details on how you can um, support the the cause. But over to you, Shmoo. Now, mate, I know you've been training the house down, and if for those who follow Shmoo on social media, be it Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you'll you'll see him. Uh, He's been uh, out there paddling his little heart out. But, uh, mate, firstly, how's it going? And uh, tell us how, how the prep's been. Well, firstly, I want to say to Shooter, unbelievable. There's half of you in this studio t- yeah, tonight. I've lost and, nine. And, that, and that, that just showcases the dedication that he's, he's, he's shown to the Mark Hughes Foundation. I think you guys are going to raise a lot of money. Thanks, mate. It, it sort of tugs at your, your heartstrings, you know, when you talk about something as special as, as that and, and how s- scary, you know, that cancer can get. So... Hope you guys raise a ton of money and good on you and, and good luck on your journey. I, I know you guys will smash it out. Can I just quickly say too, we we're talking about inspirations before with Bethany Hamilton. The the trip we're doing was actually done previously uh, by Kurt Fernley. Yeah, the double yep. amputee. Yep. London uh, Marathon yep. winner. He's won all marathons. Actually, all he actually the did that Kokoda track on his hands. Yeah, which unbelievable. Is un- and unbelievable. So I mean, I know if, we, if there's any days where we're feeling down, look no further than his his inspirational story well, to keep us going. Well, I'm sure during your trek. On, on the Kokoda, there'll be times when, you know, mentally, physically, you are drained and you, you can draw back on those sorts of things. Same with myself. I'm doing the Molokai to Oahu paddle with uh, one of my best mates, Paul O'Neill. We're doing a, a team effort of 52 kilometers uh, thereabouts, give or take a few. Um, it's one of the toughest channels in the world. Um, the reason behind myself, and I got to thank a, a few people. Uh, Nathan and Greg from BSC, who supplied us with all our supplements, body uh, science compression, those guys have looked after us. Johnny Mossop from Vista, always a big supporter of the show. Um, and, of course, all my family and friends because it's it's people like Bethany Hamilton and, and Mark Hughes who sometimes when you're tired and, and, and you don't want it, it's raining, it's windy outside, but you know you got to go and train because you're about to cross one of the deadliest channels in the world. You know, I'm paddling with, for a purpose, with a purpose, and also to FTW, find the way. Yep. Um, so does. Sophie and Maddie D, you know, they've been massive supporters of myself. And, um, you know, uh, suicide is something that gets often swept under the rug um, because it's something very scary that uh, a lot of us don't want to talk about. But I'm, I'm a proud supporter of FTW, and I think that uh, I'm paddling for purpose to show people out there that there is light at the end of the tunnel and you can make it from the one side to the other. 
Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. It's a big journey for both of us. And, yeah, uh, yeah, mate. It's you great. know, what, uh, I, I, I can't wait to get out there in the channel as scared and nervous and anxious uh, as I am. I'm also very excited. How's your training going? What, what's, what sort of training? I mean, all, all I've been doing, obviously, is hills, stairs, hills, stairs to prepare for mountains. What, what sort of training have you been doing? Buddy, we're, we're out in the ocean, come rain, shine, hail, wind. Um, we got to get ready for all the elements. Hopefully, all, uh, all the elements are in our favor. Normally, it's, down, it's a downwind race. But there have been races where there's been no wind, no waves. So if that happens and you're in the currents, um, they call it the Kiwi Channel for a reason, the Channel of Bones, um, where Eddie Aikau actually passed away. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's, it's no laughing matter. It's no joke. It's a very... Oh, so that's, a, that's the exact uh, channel where Eddie, Eddie Aikau was Exact lost. channel. Where, where, wow. Yeah, where Eddie Aikau was lost. So, you know, at some points in the race, you can't even see land. It's crazy. And, uh, Will, um, I'm hearing they're doing some roadworks on the... Um, around the Kempsey stretch there. Uh, how do well, you plan on... Well, before you... Sorry, I think we're going to start a crowdfunding app. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's to buy three cartons of... Uh, what's that What's that beer you're getting at the moment? Uh, 30 for 30. And Hammer and tongs. Because <laughs> there are some I mean, quite... If, the, you're, if you want to talk about fear, it's when you get up that Harwood Bridge and I've just got to <laughs> click the indicator left and go, here we go, we're pointing south. <laughs> then you get your way out past your Tyndales and your Grafton's and then there's another left indication. And the sweat. You know you're going to KFC and Kempsey. <laughs> they've got the better, fresher chicken down south. And off you go. Three wow. hours there. And then a big rest. You know you get out the uh, uh, the cleaning little, the alcohol rub just in the back of the neck and the forehead. And uh, turn around and press right on the indicator and head north back. It's uh, wow. a lot like the Molokai and the Kokoda track. <laughs> Is it, and, um, is, is it really like chicken, though? Guys join me on it one day soon. Hey, I'm all for it. Is it really chicken, though? It is in Kempsey. That's why I do make the track once a year. Oh, uh, watch those potholes, mate. <laughs> now, boys, before we go to a short break, and uh, we'll be back in a minute, but we should just make note, uh, a lot of tragedy has struck over in the West this week. Uh, we lost a surfer at Nalu. I, I believe he hit the reef quite hard, and... Uh, just yesterday, another young bloke lost a leg and he's uh, in hospital at the moment, yeah, just south of Mandurah. So yeah. uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the families and uh, those who have been taken by sharks. We've got to come up with solution, people. And, and you know, uh, there's no band-aids to this type of um, tragedy and mishap that, that's happening all over Australia. It's not just in one segregated area. It's all over the country, um, you know, and it's all over the news. And it's it's more in your face than I've ever uh, seen in my entire life, and I and I and I, I don't want to see any more limbs or lives lost anymore. I think we really need to jump on this. Yeah, well, well man, the the guy up, um, Cal Barry, he was a father. His son was in the surf, and his uh, wife was in at the uh, little tent city they got there. He'd gone for a smaller wave, and man, he was charging. His name's Ross. And uh, he got cleaned up by a 10-foot set and his was actually his head into a, his temple into a bit of coral. And they tried to work on him out the back and got him in and he was deceased on the beach. Oh. Uh, the guy that I, I read the report about just said it was awful. He was on autopilot uh, driving up to the tents to see the wife. So, you know, that one, not a shark. Oh. It just shows how much danger there is in the sport. And, uh, yeah, rest in peace. And good luck to the guy, young guy, Ben, from Mandurah. Uh, he's lost his leg above the knee and still critical, but hope he pulls through. Welcome back to the Carve Up Surf Show. Boys, what an intense show tonight. I mean, we've, we have discussed that many different things, but intensity, 
passion uh, about so many different things. But uh, I, I, I got to say this. I, I've been amiss a little a few weeks. I've been traveling around the country. Yeah. And I've missed you guys. But I couldn't have come back at a better show. From nice. start to to finish, it's been fantastic. So thanks, boys. We've we've covered everything from Fiji to Surf Aid Cup to Bethany Hamilton's incredible performance in Fiji, and of course, whoa, whoa, w- sorry, 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 sorry. Whoa, the phone's uh, ringing. Oh uh, no! Oh yes, the phone's ringing. The uh, phone's ringing. One it, second. It can only be one person. It's great. Hello, you're on the carve up. Yeah, guys, I, I actually tuned in. I've got most of the show. Yeah, move. nice to have you back. Shooter, fantastic. Hey, what about the murderer? So good to hear him on there. <laughs> you know what I was thinking, man? Back in the days when I used to sleep in a garage at South Bondi, sometimes up north when I wanted to get away from it all, get the 322, you know, just jump off and walk up past wire rower and check the joint out. It was so nice to hear what they're doing, cleaning water. You know, we could have done with clean bong water and better health back there. I'd like to see some of that money raised back to the guys from the 80s that really need a hand up. Hey, Chud, where are you calling from? Like, it, it didn't have a... Sounds like the bowels of a submarine. I was going to say, sounds like you're on the toilet. Well, look, guys, they're talking about bowels. Once I left Brazil, man, lucky to get away. I hope I haven't left any Zika babies down there, man. I had to get up. I've checked the track for you up in PNG there. But I had to get down to Grudge Gun again, boys, and just clean my head out. You know, I've been blowing snow out. My guts have done a doozy. You know, body belly, it's a dime a dozen. Chuck. Chad, I have to ask, uh, a lot of people weren't happy with the uh, the event over there in Rio. You were there on, on ground level. How did you take it? Look, to tell you the truth, I was spending a lot of time in attics and, you know, up in the favelas and doing a lot of running across roofs, you know. No one made a YouTube video of me doing that freestyle running. But, you know, you know, I read in the papers. I, I, I know a little Portuguese, so I, I got up on it. My boy, John, John, I knew he was going to take it out. I was always a hot ticket for him. But, man, I, to tell you the truth, I want to see that thing go wave pool. I want to be back commentating, and I want to, I want to, I want to come in on a hang glider into that thing. Any any plans on heading towards the South Pacific, Fiji, uh, drink some kava, check out the contest that's upcoming? Yeah, well, man, hearing you about doing your pathetic little 52K paddle, man, <laughs> I'm going to be straight into the Indian Ocean, man. I'm going the long way. I'm going to go around Cape Horn. I'm coming in the back door. Find Fiji. I'll sit in the channel, crack myself a Hinano, even though it's a Tahitian beer. I'll be bringing that in my backpack. I'll be sitting between Nomoto and the Tavarua. Chad, you're uh, making obviously you're making your way over there to Fiji. What do you think of the big five, mate? The big five, obviously Fanning, Parko, Kelly, Taj. Is that four or five? <laughs> <It's> four. <laughs> Well, mate, the, the Cuban five, but it's only four. What do you think of them coming back for this event? Obviously, it's Taj's last event. And uh, how do you see it going, mate? I knew what you meant by saying five, man, because when you're in Cuba and you make up a lie, they chop a finger off right off, right on the digit. <laughs> so I knew where you were there, my brother Shooter. Man, to see my boys back, it's going to be it's gonna be like, you know, having beers in your sophomore years. I'm just going to be hanging with them like we're at the Amiga house and saying, Hey guys, look into my eyes. Are these real tears or these fears? I want to see you and I love you all. And take one out for the old guys. Any any skull drags on Nemoto for the big boy? Man, you can drag anything out of this kid. (laughs) 
Good on you, Chud. Uh, and uh, Chud Spivens, of course, he will be bringing us some live updates from uh, in the channel and the upcoming WSL event in Fiji, the Fiji Pro. So, boys, what an amazing show. I want to thank all of our guests uh, for coming on. And until next time, from all of us here at the Carve Up, stay surfing. Yabba dabba doo! Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. <laughs>